What's up, everybody? Welcome to the podcast, special episode number three. No shows to plug here on these special episodes, just today's guest, Nick Scott, a.k.a. Carter Matthews, a.k.a. The American Attraction. He's a local wrestler. He just made his Raw debut on the USA Network. I think it's fucking awesome. I've known him for about 10 years now, and he's been making serious waves, and I had to get him in the studio before he makes the next big leap into his stardom and wrestling career, and he is actually making a lot of moves, and we talk about that here in this podcast. He talks about what it took to get to this point, what it was like doing the shoot for on the Bain stage in the National Arena, and a whole lot of other stuff. We go against, you know, what inspired him to get into it and all those kind of good things. And he talks about his future, which he's about to make a big leap. And that's all in this today's episode. And I just want to say I hope you enjoyed. I had a great time with him here. And I want to wish him nothing but the best with his success in the future. And everybody, enjoy the conversation. Not like a professional. Yeah. Yeah. Cheers, bud. Yeah. Cheers. This is love, honey, man. Have you had this? I think I have, but I don't think I have. So I'm about to say that. No, I haven't, but now I have. It's my favorite. It's delicious. Yeah. It is delicious. I, it's very delicious, indeed. So what's been up, brother? Man, it's been a wild ride, that's for sure. I'm sure. Past few months have been absolutely crazy. I bet you <laughs> can't even describe it. It's, but that's a good thing, though. In the world, so, I, in the world that I live in, yeah, it's crazy. I I mean, love it. It seems like you're even busier than you were. You've done a few matches here recently, right? Oh yeah, man. I've had some great opportunities come my way. Yeah. And end of July, I was on Monday Night Raw, made my debut for them. Have been on Lions Pride Sports since then. Have been a mainstay of main event pro wrestling. Truthfully, I'm just kind of going. As hard as I can with whoever I can. It shows, man. It I really appreciate does. It. I'm trying to make everything happen as with the patience and time that it needs to happen, but at the same time, you know, I'm let's go. Right. Let's well, let's make wanna, it happen. You don't want to take every offer, but you want to be smart about it at the same time. And, exactly. You know, make what, the right what can benefit me. Exactly. Exactly. Well, that's like everything. It's like I know you're like a character doing wrestling and stuff, but at the same time you're trying to build like the right persona and do the right matches. So the right people get in your face and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, build up like your brand. Exactly. Which I would assume. Oh, by the way, today we're talking about wrestling. (laughs) Uh, I like, I, so we'll kind of rewind me and you used to work at the village. Yep. I think, I do believe that's where we met. That's exactly where we started. We met, Yep, inside the village mm-hmm. at my first few shows, just to kind of hang out with old Nick Esposito and Ember, the, the village kids, as we right. were, as we were coined. Uh, that's where we met. We did a lot of shows together and just hung out and did some things. I'm sure we can't talk about over there, but you know, <laughs> is that still going? Oh, yeah. Man, that was crazy. Yeah, it was. I don't know what just happened here. <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> but you know, yeah, it was like it was you, Nick, Ember. Mm-hmm. Uh, what what was her friend's name? Brandy. Uh, Brandy. Yep. <clears throat> yeah, the village kids. The village kids. And then y'all started doing work, and we all started hanging out eventually. Yep. 
go to some parties together, close out some nights together, village at 4 a.m., drinking free beer because we didn't get paid. Ended up over here at some parties, some crazy parties. People pass out. Oh, yeah. Like Nick Esposito. Had to kick him. (laughs) Hey, get up. I want to go home. Get up. You're not that drunk. Get up. You're sitting in the passenger seat anyways. Get up. Your mom's going to kill you. (laughs) No, no, no. So so now that you're on your journey, so we met, I would have never guessed that all these years later that one of the people we worked with would be a wrestler and going on your way to try to be a professional wrestler. But I think it's fucking awesome. Oh yeah. I think it's, so I assume you grew up watching wrestling matches, the whole, what would you call it? The, uh, the Ric Flair, the Hulk Hogan, what era? That usually is the, excuse me, I'm sorry. The, uh, cartoon hero era is what I refer to that as. Uh, yeah, the bigger bodybuilder type guys Mm, like Macho Macho Man, Man, Randy Savage. Oh yeah, brother. brother, Dig it. Uh, Hulk Hogan, the Iron Sheik, Andre the Giant, just these larger than life personas that were way, they were before my time, of course. I was born in the 90s, so I got into wrestling at the height of the Attitude Era. Attitude Era. That's it. The Rock. The Rock, Stone Cold Cold Steve Steve Austin, Triple H, D-Generation X, Shawn Michaels, The Undertaker, Mankind, just the big names that were made. That's that's my favorite. What Uh, made professional wrestling what it truthfully is today. You had beer drinking, Stone Cold Steve Austin, give me a hell yeah, what? Right? (laughs) Yeah. Or The Rock (laughs) telling people he's going to lay the smack down on your jabroni ass. They were all like, smell. they brought the attitude, but they brought like the, the, uh, like that more vigorous, you know, like just these monster humans. Absolutely. They weren't, you didn't have to be, uh, you know, ripped out of, you didn't have to look like the Hulk. You didn't have to look right. like a huge bodybuilder. You were just simply a badass and the yeah. rock the rock was a big guy he comes from the samoan dynasty and a family the anawai family so he's of course he's there third generation stone cold is just an ass kicker right oh he is drink sure. beers like still is did you see him on hot ones no oh, of course he's still drinking beer <laughs> yeah dude. <laughs> i'm surprised the guy that was hired for wwe to just throw beer cans to stone cold steve austin was not sitting there like 15 feet away be like hey he's steve get a steve wiser every time that man threw did him a he beer just retire did Stone Cold just retire? Stone Cold has been retired He's, from professional wrestling for about 16 years now. Oh, okay. Because I saw something on TV where it was like a ring full of people. The guy was tossing him beers. Oh, yeah. That's, that's just, you know, you bring in attraction. And okay. For, so it was like a one-off. Like deal. a Raw reunion is what it was oh, called. Okay. And you had a bunch okay. of legends out there. And, of course, your ringmaster is going to be Stone Cold Steve Austin. Okay. So it's like get a little thing going at the end, have everybody do a little toast to Raw, and then we're going to move on about our business. Okay. Deliver a stunner to some people. Like That um, makes sense. That makes sense. It's more of like just, this is like a pump up. Oh, yeah. We're and it's get like, the crowd rowdy. and Exactly. And everybody's going to go apeshit for a Stone Cold Stunner. Hmm. So it doesn't matter who you're in the ring with. You get guys like Stone Cold, Braun Strowman, and AJ Styles with Seth Rollins and the, and the rest of the OC in the ring. The OC and AJ are on the other end. They're the heels. We got the baby faces. Stone Cold, Braun, and Seth. Well, you already know Stone Cold's about to freaking you know stun or somebody. Right, right. Doesn't know which one of them three it's going to be, it? but yeah. you know who it's going to be. And it might be all three. <laughs> Could have been, but it was just AJ Styles. You know, he's going to be like, all right, AJ. You know, you know, be quite honest with you. I actually like you. You're a damn good performer. You're one of the best performers. I saw that. That's it. Yeah. And he was like, go on ahead, shake my hand. Yeah. Come on. 
and you got the commentators over here putting over, never trust a rattlesnake, AJ. Don't do it. What are you thinking? He shakes his hand. What happens? Two seconds later. Gut stunner. Yeah. It was Duh. actually pretty fucking funny. Uh, you see it coming, but it's like, I want to see it. Like, I, I don't know if I'm just paying more attention, but I'm seeing wrestling a lot more in a lot more places again. because you are. It's like it's on its way back up. This is a really good time for professional like, wrestling. Right. Just this past week alone, you had the season premiere of Monday Night Raw, a new season. Right. Of course, new logos, new sets, stuff like that. You have... I don't know what runs on Tuesdays anymore because it used to be SmackDown, so I'm pretty sure it's like Impact on Access okay. or some of the other like Ring of Honor, Lucha Underground, stuff like that. You have Wednesdays now, which is now NXT Live on USA Network, right. going head-to-head with AEW on TNT. So it's the first wrestling program that TNT has aired since the last WCW Monday Nitro. Wow. And so they're going... It's another and Wednesday Night War. What is, what's it called? AEW? All Elite Wrestling. AEW. All Elite Wrestling. That's the one that's been making rounds. That's I've been the, seeing that shit crop up all over the place. That's the new one. It's got, you know, you got the Young Bucks, Cody Rhodes, Kenny yeah. Omega, John Moxley, who's formerly known as Dean Ambrose. And they're and fearless, man. They're doing so wild shit. Like, I've seen this one guy get up, and he's got half his face painted, Darby Allen, and he'll literally get on the top rope, and he'll just, like, fall backwards. Not looking. Just hoping he can hit somebody. <laughs> onto the, onto the, Yeah, pretty much onto the apron of the ring, hoping he can hit somebody. And taking a back, uh, what we call in the business a bump, a bump on the edge of the uh, edge of the ring and falling to the floor, and that's like one of the hardest spots you can do. That's where the metal is. And he does it just not giving, it, just a, not giving a shit. Yeah, just fuck it. Yep, just Damn. for the entertainment of the crowd. Like it's you do things. Like, do you ever feel? Do you ever feel too much pressure for that? Like, do you ever like just go too far from just trying to get the reaction? No, no. Uh, well, I'm yes, sure. Yes somebody- and no. Uh, it just yeah. depends on. Like, you get caught up in the moment, and you just fucking overdo it. Overstep. There's 30 people, I'm not going to overdo it, because I'm not going to bust my body for 30 people. But well, whenever there's 900 people in Tyler, Texas, at a bar. Was that this past weekend? That was on... It was a couple of weeks ago. A couple of weeks ago, um, okay. I remember you, t- uh, not tweeting, but like Facebook. Yeah, I did that a couple of weeks ago. And uh, that's what I'm saying. This whole like past few months have been just a whirlwind, because... I had a main event heavyweight championship match in the same day. Wrestled two different shows. Had a main event heavyweight title match. Damn. And won a battle royal. <clears throat> excuse me, a battle royal. You to won? get to yeah to get that match. Hell yeah! Against some pretty big, in in my view, some pretty mm-hmm. admirable names. And then went into the main event with an eight man tag. I don't know how that ended up working out for me, but it did. And then I go to Tyler to wrestle at the brewery in front of eight hundred plus people. Wow. All of them are just booing me because the second I, I hit the curtain, somebody hands me one of these precious little things right here we call a microphone. Yeah. And if anybody knows me, they know I love microphones. I like doing this a lot more than I do wrestling sometimes. <laughs> Let's just be honest here. So you get 30 seconds to a minute to really make that crowd hate you. And okay. oh God, they ate it out of the palm of my hand because they just see the most arrogant little bastard standing on that stage thinking he is the hottest freaking piece of talent ever and I have to believe it because I do so they're all booing me by the time I get in the ring and then my opponent comes out who is the Lions Pride Sports champion and I'm like all right, I'm about to go to war with this guy right well me and you were talking before and it's like as you're building your persona building your character it's almost like this thing where you have to live in it it's like uh, method acting so you're just you're just Carter Matthews absolutely like it's hard to tell where Nick Scott's around yep 
mostly probably just like when it's just loosey goosey and just old friends and right. shit. But when you're in your business world, you're just Carter Matthews. Yep. I would assume like when you're on, not on set, but like at a show, it's probably not turning off. If I had to guess, well, like if you're being you know, professional, to exactly. like the booking agent and all that kind of stuff. Sure. That I was just about to say, but that, when you're yeah. in the public eye, there you go. You're just all on. Whenever there's closed doors and you know I'm at a show, yes, I'm Carter Matthews, but I'm not a I'm not a persona. You're I'm, not, not I'm not the American attraction right. that you see when I step through the curtain. I'm another guy. Hey, let me shake your hand. Whatever you need, I'm here tonight. We got right. we gotta do what we gotta do. Let's make the show go. But the second my music hits and I go through that curtain, it's like honestly yeah, it's it, a performance switch. It, exactly. Yeah. Performance switch. And I feel like if I ever ran my own promotion, I would have a giant switch, a non wired switch. And be like, this is your performance switch. Turn it on before you hit the curtain. There you go. Because it's like, all right, there's well, the... that's good motivation. It, that's a good idea. It's like, all right, are you ready to go? And then you like, you see that switch down, you're not ready. But when you turn that switch up, you better be ready. Let's go. Because You know time. what you should do? You should make that switch a reality. And when they flip it, their theme music starts. That's their signifier. Like, I'm fucking ready. Let's go. They flip that switch. Boom. Hit the curtain. Out. Well, comes a monster. I would I would agree with that, but only to the point because people time their entrances. Okay, with certain enough. parts of the song, like my song is. Oh, you come out on a beat. I come out to a certain lyric. Lyric, okay. So it like mine takes about thirty seconds to get to. So I'm gonna purposely, if there was ever a switch there, I would leave that thing down until I was like, I'm gonna wait for like five more seconds and then gotcha. slowly hit the curtain because I walk pretty slow out there. I don't like to get all crazy. Well, I like well, your, to. Your thing's you're arrogant, right? You have like an arrogant feel to it. Absolutely. Yeah, because you're the American attraction. Oh, yeah. Like, I Fuck think. Fuck you. I'm me. You suck. You know, like, you I'm going to beat your ass. You couldn't lace my boots for a past. Right. For a second. You think that you're all that good, but trust me, the wrist tape on my hands looks better than you do. And I can right. tell you that right now. Right. So. No, I, 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 <laughs> I like it, man. I like, I like the performance aspect. And I'm starting to appreciate it a lot more. When I was younger, I used to go to my friend Jesse's house, like I was telling you. Mm -hmm. And you go to Jesse's house, and if it was wrestling was on, that's all the that's all you were doing that day. Sit your ass down and watch that match. That's it. Yeah, sit down, watch it. They had it was a family event there, popcorn, food, whatever. That's what we're doing, and they were so about it. And I was just like, "Uh, you know, it's just like not my thing. But now, as I've gotten older, especially the last. Honestly, probably the last two years, I've met more people now that are just like wrestling is the shit. And I'm like, really? What am I missing something? Like, what did I what did I miss out on by just being like, I'm just not into it. It's just not my thing. And now more and more. And now I'm seeing more matches. I'm seeing more things. And like, I'm paying attention to them now. Like last night I was at Vino's and I'm walking around trying to be a do things. Yeah. But I saw that AEW match that was on. Uh, and I just was like, I caught myself at the bar just watching the match right. not working. <laughs> <laughs> it's usually how it happens. Uh, I, I wish I could say I see a lot more of the matches that I'm in that I, <clears throat> when I go to shows and I'm watching from the back that I could see a lot more matches because I like to, I like wrestling. Sure. Yeah, I love professional wrestling. If Clearly. I ever get punished for liking this, then I'm sorry. It's, no, no but I think I, a lot of people are really into it these days. Well, I mean, it's like I get in my gear. I have a discussion with people. We'll talk for a second. We'll figure some things out. Like your crew? Yeah. My, what, whoever <clears throat> whoever I just so happen to be wrestling tonight, you know. You're wrestling tonight? No, Not no, no. tonight. I Actually, I did wrestle last night. I will be wrestling tomorrow in Fayetteville, Arkansas for WCWA. I don't know exactly what I'm going to oh, be doing yet. this won't come out until Thursday. 
Sunday, October 6th. There you go. Fayetteville, Arkansas, the Fayetteville Town Center. WCWA Showdown. There's a lot of things that could be going down. I've actually made it clear on Facebook to a guy named Will Alday, who is the reality of wrestling television champion, who is wanting to issue an open challenge. Is that the guy to you? That who you're fighting? I was certainly going to hope so, because he issued an open challenge, and I don't see anybody got oh, an opponent for him you, yet. Did so. you post that on Facebook? You did. Okay, I saw that. I saw the open challenge. I like I like titles, so I've, <laughs> I've never held one before. So if I can get my hands oh, on one, and I can okay. beat a guy like Will all day, who's literally just broken the business almost two years ago. And how long have you been doing this now? About two, three, well, about two and a half years. Two and a half years. Yeah. So what was the? Uh, so like I said, we used to work at the village together, and we were buddies. And then we, you know. Time happens, life happens. We didn't get to hang out a lot after a certain amount of time. Yeah. Really, when the village closed, everybody kind of went and did their own thing. I'll end up at Juanitos <coughs> or ended yeah. up at Rev, Rev or Room or whatever. Stickies, just kind of. What was the? So what was the? What was the idea behind just like, fuck it, I like this. I can feel it in my bones. I want to entertain folks. Like, how did you step into this? Was it somebody you were just became friends with was doing it, or you know, how did that story go down? <coughs> well. That's I've always loved professional wrestling. Sure, uh, I've been a huge fan of it since I was a young kid. You know, I saw Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart wrestle. A, Were you? A, a, I didn't see it live, mm. but I've, I've seen the match. Okay. Of course, you have access to the network now, so I've watched it countless times. But I watched that match live from my couch, and I was like, what, four or five years old. My brother Probably, loved yeah. it. It was '96 WrestleMania 12. Iron Man match, 60-minute long for the WWF Championship. Now, of course, WWE. You have Shawn Michaels, who is well, literally his stock is getting ready to rise. He's about to break off, break out. Right. And Bret Hart, who is... Dude, so fucking awesome. A guy that barely watches wrestling yeah. and all knows who Bret Hart is. I mean... No, yeah. that The shit he did was on another level. The best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. You hear right. the name Bret Hart, you know who I'm talking about. Yeah. But... I watched that match, and it was 60 minutes, and they went sudden death. Over 60 minutes. Nobody got a pinfall. In 60 minutes, you were going to sit here and tell me that somebody didn't get tired enough or kicked in the face Just hard say, enough to stay down? Home. Right. Sudden death happens. Brett's trying to walk away with the tile, turns around. They, you know, you hear the infamous Howard Finkel. When I say infamous, but the one of the most prestigious voice in all of announcing. I've just been informed that this match will be restarted in sudden death rules. Pretty much meaning like overtime in football. Right. First person to get a pinfall, it's over. Lily slides back in the ring. Shawn Michaels, sweet chin music, one, two, three. It, just for the simple fact that I'm sure probably something got missed and that it just didn't happen. Maybe that their the setup for that spot was a little bit too long and they didn't realize how much time they had left. Could have been on the timekeeper, could have been on the ref. Right. You never know. But that whole match, I was like, from the entrance alone, I want to do this. For real. I want to so do that this. young, huh? That young. And then it happened again. Like, I, I just kind of knew it was WrestleMania 20. Okay. Against Shawn Michaels. Is that one of those big cage match things? WrestleMania is the biggest pay-per-view of the year. Oh, okay. The this is where okay. the gotcha. Super Bowl of professional wrestling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, I'm just trying to keep yeah, following no, you're, you're, I know what you're talking about. It was in, uh, I believe, that Led Zeppelin poster and says Madison Square Garden right there. Yes. Yeah. This WrestleMania was in Madison Square Garden. It was in 2004, and it was Shawn Michaels versus Triple H versus a guy named Chris Benoit. Yeah, I know. For the yeah. World Heavyweight Championship. We all know about what Chris Benoit did about three years later. It's unfortunate, but... Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, with the... Um, 
the double murder suicide thing, but you right. know, cheers. Yeah. We're not cheers into that, of course, but just because you know, he yeah, we opened another beer. Sorry, yeah, beer. <laughs> we're not cheers to him being a psychopath. I mean, great wrestler, great wrestler, um, one of the best of all time. Definitely can't take away his work ethic away from him, but you can't sit here and try to overshadow what the man did in his last few days. And or I'm sorry, you can't try to sit here and look past what he did in his last few days. No, you can't. Over yeah. his entire career. The uh, I think I remember reading something about that. His brain was like so ate up, they said, when the autopsy. His brain was... CTE the, just unreal. He had the brain of an 83-year-old Alzheimer's it. patient. Yep. So he probably didn't know what he was doing. No, but that, it, was you can't make excuses yeah. for no, what he did. No, no, like, no, it's, no, I'm not... I, but I, by was all just means. To, I was just trying to get yeah. into the scientific nature of Yeah. And do you worry about stuff like that? Do you worry about brain uh, trauma and things? Do you try to curve? I mean, Which I'm sure that in an industry as big as wrestling is, like there's so many different avenues to go into. I would assume that they are kind of like football. They're putting things in place like, you know, you just like it's cool to do this, but like we just can't do that. You might fucking die. Yeah, I mean, you've got a lot of doctors in WWE now. Like, even when I did Raw, you have doctors checking you out, making sure that you're not even the slightest hurt. Like, right. You can go out there and you can perform. And uh, I think there are practices in place now. Sure. That, I mean, I wouldn't like I say, I think I know there are practices in place now that protect its performers. Like, guys like Edge and Daniel Bryan, for the longest time, couldn't wrestle. Daniel Bryan's back performing weekly now because they were he, injured well, he had a lot of concussions oh and so once so they are keeping track of yes, brain trauma too exactly good, good, so good. once you have so many they'll keep you off of tv for a while but until you get cleared he didn't get cleared for two years so yeah he, your brain takes forever to heal up and man. so when he got cleared he was able to come back but the stuff he does is a lot safer uh, a guy like edge had a cervical spinal stenosis what and the fuck? yeah and he's actually SummerSlam. For real? He's he, he, you know, he did SummerSlam. He did a little spot. He didn't do anything oh, okay. big. He just okay. came in. There's a guy named Elias who walks out with a guitar and tells everybody to silence their phones and shut their mouths. Being, a, of course, a total heel. And then Edge comes out, gets the huge pop. He's in Toronto. They're in Toronto, Canada. <laughs> right. So he's from Toronto. So they're going to get the huge pop off that. Oh, of course. He comes in a ring. Elias throws a clothesline at him. He ducks it, turns around. He goes, Edge back. Spear. Hits him with a spear and nothing's wrong. <laughs> like, okay, cool. That's the most you're going to get. Right. You can't overdo it. It's overkill. No. If you're going to try to, don't want to get in there and hurt the guy because the next guy that gets in there with him, if they do a match, it ends up hurting him. That's pinned on that or guy. Killing him? Well, I wouldn't say it'll kill him. It might paralyze him. It could do something. It could do irre- irreparable, irreparable damage. damage. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I'm. And nobody wants to have that on them. No, fuck no. Like, well, not only does no one, but he doesn't want that either, I would assume. It's not worth oh, all that. Nope. There's a young lady in WWE now that's being blamed for ending a girl named Paige's career. Who she just had a movie I know, made. Page, yep. yeah. The fighting with my family movie. Family movie. Mm-hmm. They are blaming, or a lot of fans blame that on Sasha Banks for, for a bad just move. for just a kick, a and it, a, a bad kick. A kick went wrong. It, I think it hit her, hit her right in the spine, and just fucked her neck up. But how can you, in the moment, I, I don't know that that's blame on. You're so- performing in front of thousands of fans. You've got to yeah. make it look. You, you've got to make that. Your adrenaline's look. cranking. Nope. You're making decisions that you've. And, and you're trying your best. I get it. Like, but dude, in the moment, like that, I, I, I would kind of equate that to like me doing a performance live, tr- like drummer playing guitar. I never know what it is I'm truly going to be doing until it's basically happening. Yep. You know, like, I, okay, do I headbang right here? I don't plan it out. Exactly. It's just like, 
oh shit, now I'm doing this. Okay, now I'm doing that. But sometimes, man, I've I've messed up on stage and then you take a fall. Yep. You know, you fall down playing guitar and you yep. and you look like an idiot. But shit happens. Get I right, can get that. Get right back up and go back into where you were. It's about being professional. And like, of course, we in professional wrestling, we don't call every single thing in the back. I don't. We get. I, I get maybe an opening and the finish. Sure. Everything else is improv. And if you there's like a spot called and you miss your spot. I'm guilty of doing this, mm. trying to cover it up and getting back where you need to be. No. You take a back body drop, and you're supposed to get up on the ropes for a clothesline, but you powder out of the ring, stay out. And this is advice that I was just given extremely last stay night. Stay out and play to it. Stay out. Don't get back in the ring and get back where you need to be. You're killing it. Gotcha. So everything's so got to be is on the fly. It's just... It's like somebody missteps, falls out of the ring. Now you're playing to him falling out of the ring instead of what you originally thought you were going to be playing yeah, to. Yeah, they had to improv last night. It was a tag team match. Myself and a friend of mine, MCB side, versus Mike Anthony and Action Jackson, mm-hmm. who, of course, Action Jackson trained me, but I, I, like to like, I like to kick his ass a lot. It's kind <laughs> of fun. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Both Mike and John have tried to mentor me, but sometimes I like to slap him in the face. It's kind of fun. But, you know, sometimes it bites me in the ass a little bit, and I bite off a little more than I can chew, so... It happens. Yeah, hard-headed. So, I mean, <laughs> I, I'm still going to do it anyways. I'm going to do it again, because I think it's fun. Ain't nothing going to happen. I think it's fun. But, okay, we got a little off track. So, I was wondering, what, what was your first step into... So, we got through, like, you know, when you saw it when you were young, you were just like, this is fucking it, man. I'm in. And... And then for years and years, and you've been doing it for only maybe, say, three years, what was the first step you took once you were like, I think this is what I want to do? Because like when you're a musician, you see somebody, you get inspired. You're like, fuck, man, I want a drum too. And you go and you have to buy a drum kit. Well, with wrestling, I would assume it's like, well, you, there's nothing to buy. You have to physically go to a place and be like, yep. yo, I want to do this. Well, it really, like I said, you know, WrestleMania 20, I watched that match and absolutely fell in love with the business as a whole. Mm-hmm. Again, we can't talk about Chris Benoit in a positive light, but I'm sorry, I'm going to here for a minute. Probably one of the greatest finishes I've ever seen in my life. Having Triple H, the biggest bastard heel in the company at the time, wearing the World Heavyweight Championship, tapping out with blood all over his face to a guy that's literally putting everything he's got into it, a little 5'9 guy, actually ripping your head off your freaking... Triple H ain't no... A Triple H ain't no bitch. He's a massive human. Yeah, he ain't no bitch. (laughs) But when you've got a little guy... fucking 50, and I would not fuck with that man. (laughs) When you've got a little guy pulling your face back this hard, he's... We've all seen how Chris Benoit looked. He was right, little... He was all muscles. He was all muscles. Yeah. And hard hitting, too. If you ever watch any of his stuff, like, he'll he'll go to shoot somebody off the ropes, they'll reverse it. Maybe try to shoot him off, or vice versa. He'll shoot somebody off the ropes and give him a back elbow. He'll meet you right at the rope and send him in the morning. Bam! Like, ooh, ow! That just doesn't look like it felt good. He's a hard hitter, but when you got that guy pulling on your face so hard, you just ain't got no choice but to uh, wait, 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 wait. Yeah, I'm and it's out. done. Huge pop from the crowd. Madison Square Garden, New York City, WrestleMania 20. Imagine. And I'm just like, this is going to be me one day. Maybe because now wrestling has evolved so much, maybe it won't be in Madison Square Garden because it's only a 20,000-plus seating arena. Right. But still, put me in the place like... Fuck. Put me in Gillette Stadium. Put me in... Well, you were just in... Well, Simmons Arena now, but... Simmons Bank Arena. That's still an 18,000-plus arena. You're not going to have a WrestleMania there. You're going to have a WrestleMania in a football stadium of about about 70,000-plus. Right. You're going to have like a huge match. I've always envisioned myself... I had the same dream for almost two years, being 
crowned the WWE champion at WrestleMania. Didn't know which one it was going to be because there's so many. <laughs> but beating, don't know who. Right. But going That's over, the dream, though. Exactly. Like, to be the, to be the top guy. Right. And that's how I was like, okay, so I'm going to do. So and you just went to like a facility or did you know someone that was already doing it? Well, I knew a buddy. Of, I had been trying to get into the business for a few years. I wouldn't say training with the, the proper people because, I mean, not to crap on anybody, but, you know, if you don't have proper training, you can't train. An untrained person cannot train somebody. Sure. Well, that's, a, that's a huge problem with like uh, karate and stuff too. Exactly. There's a lot of these places that are just... All right, punch, kick. Oh, here's a bell. It's in. Mm, no, it's not the same thing. No, and as, as a, a true industry professional, exactly who has dedicated their fucking life to this one thing, and for wanting it to be as good as they can make. Like yes. if if somebody is good, and maybe they didn't get all the opportunities that they wanted to have, they want to make somebody else good. Yes, it's like if they have contacts. Right. That's what wrestling is: is making networks and making contacts. That's a lot of. That's a lot of uh, physical anything. You know, you start and then you just go to this place where people are doing it. And hopefully, like what you said, you're going to, you might get in with a bad one and then you have to like move around and do stuff. But once you find the guy who's like, I see this in you, I want to take you to the fucking top. And you just have to trust in that too. Yep. So it's like a two way trust street, you know? Like, hey, I'm Absolutely. putting my faith in you to put your faith in me so exactly. we can do this together. Exactly. I need you to train the fuck out of me. Exactly. Yeah. And I went to the Royal Rumble in 2017. And like another light bulb just clicked mm-hmm. and uh, some things happened there. I just kind of was like, all right, cool. I want to, I really want to start training now. And a buddy of mine, Tyler, who trained with Action Jackson. Action Jackson probably in this state is the most successful to come out of Arkansas. Knows exactly what he's doing. Knows people and can get, he can train people, but get them booked on the shows he's on. And that's where main event pro wrestling came from. I started training with Action in 2017, I messaged him in January. He wouldn't respond to me until... Sure. T- oh, I told... I called Tyler, and we went to Memphis and May together because I wanted to see Alter Bridge. And so I had an extra ticket. He went with me, and I, the whole way there, I was like, dude, seriously, talk to action for me. I'm dead serious. You know how much I want this. Right. Talk to him. He talks to him, and literally on that Monday, like 8.15, I get a message from John Holt. Blah, 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 blah. We'll be training this Friday. You know, I'll take a chance on you, blah, blah, blah. Here's my number. Give me a call when you can. Okay. Hey, man. Yeah, I want to do this. Of course I want to do this. This is absolutely everything I love. So give me a shot, and I'll be there Friday. All right, man, we'll meet us at the Academy at Friday about 7 o'clock, and we'll go. And we went, and the wheels started turning from there. Right. So, I mean, my f- first few training sessions, this is at the time I was a little bit huskier. I would gotten a little bit chunky working at Verizon, being <laughs> in the call center. <laughs> hey, I had to, I've worked out for a few years now, and I've had to lose a little bit of weight, but it's it's all been worth it. And uh, he took a chance on me, and I've always made it my mission to not waste his time, but to also take all of what he's saying. Well, and, and not go. waste your own time. Exactly. Because if you want to do this in your, in your eyes, if action is the best, why waste his time too? Like, you know, if you're not going exactly. 110% with him, Exactly. You're kind of just fucking yourself. Exactly. And he saw that early on. And then when we got later into it, like I ended up getting pretty decent at it. So I lost a little bit of weight. Early 2018, we started having matches together. I've probably wrestled Action Jackson more times than I've wrestled anybody in my career. And I still mess up with him. Sorry, Action. Love you to death, but I'm still going to mess up. (laughs) But that's learning, though. I mean, you're yep. only three years in, man. Yep. You know, like technically, 
I know you did it like as you like you saw it as a kid. You've been watching matches, so like there's part of that that's programmed in your brain too. Oh yeah, it's like hearing a song for so long that once you know how to play guitar, you're just like, oh, I can play this song. It's not going to be like what you hear from the guy who fucking wrote it. Yep. But I can do my version good enough. Exactly. Until I play it so fucking much that now that song is also my song. Exactly. Yeah. And speaking of learning, um, you know, that evolution always takes over and you find yourself in positions where you have a decision to make. And recently a decision was made for me to actually be moving. That's happening next Friday, October 11th. Where to? The irony of that is it's on your hand. You're moving to Tyler, Texas? Dallas, Texas. Dallas, Texas. Dallas, Texas. I will be moving to actually Grand Prairie. Okay. Next Saturday morning. Um, Are you going to, to a new camp? Well, I've already kind of graduated basic training, if you sure. will. But Well, you made your raw debut. I'd say basic training yeah. is over. Well, I mean, that's still there's more to do. I'm sure there is. But... but- it's all about getting where I want to be. Yes. And there is You have a, to be where it's at. Otherwise, you're Exactly. Not Texas is a hotbed for wrestling, so I've got to be there. I'll be uh, just kind of chasing the dream. And, uh, I'm I've, proud of you, I've bro. Got, That's fucking you. awesome. Thank you, man. I appreciate Congratulations. it. Congratulations. Thank you. I'll be training or doing my, I call polishing at this point, because I've trained already. My polishing under a guy named Houston Carson. He's going to really take you in, develop the character, Get your uh, me and you were talking before, and you were like the one thing you think you need to work on is like your physique. Yep. So you're probably going to be hitting the hitting the weights, doing gym. So this is about this is about to be like a full time deal. I'm hoping so, but I'm going to be taking so long as you can. Put he's your all he's into got the it, tools. Right? He's right. got all the tools. He's got his own building. He's got his own ring. He's got a weight gym in that same building. So it's like I can get in there on the weekends and I can train. I can work out with his guys and really because. All of his trainees are doing really well in Texas. He's right. got a few that I could just name names, but all of them have graduated. They've all got fantastic gimmicks. They play their gimmicks really well, and he could help. Not saying that action couldn't, because action definitely turned me into the performer that I am, but it's all about evolution. Yeah, of what, course. What tools do yeah. I have at my disposal, and what opportunities are literally sitting right in front of me? Yeah. Okay. Well, if you're not willing to make the leap, it's like being a local band – and then transforming into a touring band. Exactly. And then transforming into a sign band. So eventually, so right now you're moving into your touring stage. Yep. You're, you've done your homework. You've played the local shows. You've tightened everything up. Now you need that polish. Yep. And when I tell, like, uh, just to kind of equate music with the wrestling, because right. that's kind of like more my world. Yeah. What I tell a lot of smaller bands is, like, you want to be fucking great, go on tour. Like, with you, it's like, you want to be great, okay, you're, this is the next step. You have to go somewhere. It, you're going to be uncomfortable. It's a new thing. It's scary. Like, let's be honest. Like, you're moving away from everything. Yep. You're moving to a whole new place, a big-ass city with six million people in it. You know? And it's just like, okay, well, here I am. Fuck, I don't have a choice. Yep. You know? Once you show up, it's like, this is it. Yep. You don't get the option of just being scared and walking away. I mean, you do. But if it's what you really fucking want, your body, your mind, it will not let you walk away. Exactly. It's just like, fuck it. We're here. I'm all in. I'm all right. Here's the iron. Let me pump this shit. I need my body good. Let's do it. Exactly. I need my, you see a character flaw. Let's unflaw that character. Exactly. Like you tell me what I need to focus on and let me show you that I can. Yeah. It's I exactly what it is. And you know, it's, it's just somebody that I've, I've wrestled for his promotion before. I like what he does. 
So I'm going to do it. He's in College Station. I'll be working five days a week, but he's going to be opening up his gym on the weekends, which it just seems like a bunch of stuff just laid out in front of me. And I'm like, sure, I don't have to worry about this anymore. I get in there with people that I know. I, and I know Houston. I know Aaron Presley. I actually know Aaron Presley a hell of a lot better than I know Houston, but me and Houston have some bonds together. Okay. I actually, the first main event show that I did, he was learning the promotions out of the business. He actually went down to a medical condition heart condition he can't bump anymore oh shit um yeah it's it's terrible because he was really he was really good He was really really good and he knows a lot of what he's doing so he's basically like a coach now he's a trainer he's a trainer okay okay so i mean i've seen him get in there to wrestle but he won't wrestle like he can't go full to the wall he can't go no he he'll do i've seen it or he posts on facebook he'll be laying on the mat sweating his sweat his whole body off he'll wrestle his trainees at their graduation match which I I mean I think that's very cool. I think like, that's cool. Like if you don't, almost protecting it, if you will, if mm-hmm. you save that particular gauntlet and that conquer for the last phase, you make yourself valuable. So all of his trainees have to wrestle. I'm pretty sure all of the graduated trainees. Right. And then they go to like the boss. Okay. And the boss is Carson. I got you. Carson's a beast. I don't know what I would do in the ring with him. I'd be like freaked out because I know that I would have to do this advanced program that I'm wanting to do, but it'll be on weekends. I'll have two extra days. I'll be able to stay down there if need to be in College Station. So I'll be living in Grand Prairie, mm-hmm. staying maybe in College Station one, two nights a week, going back, doing what I need to do throughout the week, going sure. back to train, coming back. Just a focus thing. I'm booked on Lions Pride Sports on November 1st for a fight night. This is Carson's way of being able to say, hey, let me see what you got. Let me see what I can figure uh, out. Lions Pride is that one of the <clears throat> is that one of the bigger? Because uh, you've brought it up a couple of times, so I'm just wondering: is Lions Pride one of the bigger mid level wrestling promoters? Or I think so. You think so? I, okay. In my personal view, and it's not just he's a, he's a friend of mine. I see what you put out, and when you get certain people on your show, right? You can run a show and be the next promoter mm-hmm. with the same talent. Not doing jack shit. Right. Not knowing how to book your matches or have a story. Cool. It's going to be the same show, just like any other show, any other Yeti show. But in my personal view, the best two promotions in Texas that will move their locations around are Lions Pride Sports and Main Event Pro Wrestling. Cool. Not because I wrestle for them, but because... Their product well, is good. But you wrestle for them because you believe in them. Exactly. Okay. I know I'm not going well, they believe in me too. Like it's well, it's not course. me. Otherwise it, you wouldn't be there. Because I, I had to scratch and call just to get a spot at main event. Like I was a ref and then I was ring I was ring crew, then I was made a referee. And then I was told multiple times I just don't have it. I just don't have it. And of course motivational tools. Sure, um, sure. Until But that don't you think that's a fucked up problem in no. all of performance? Yes and no. I believe I, I believe the approach to it can be different. I believe the motivation behind it is all there. There, so I, I kind of, I, okay, I kind of see what you're saying. That's kind of like when Fletcher booked my band, and I and he was like, "Nope, not good enough. Can't play the weekends." And I'm like, "Okay, well, fuck you. I'll show you I'm good enough. Book me again, and next time I'm here, I'm going to blow your fucking mind apart. And now I'll play the weekends. It's kind of like that, right? Well, so they're telling you you're not good enough because they want to see. Okay, one, how do you handle the information? Two, does it motivate you or does it defeat you? Because if it defeats you, you shouldn't have did this anyway. Well, for a long time it did. 
and because the the person it, it, delivering the, the 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 way of deliverance okay to me can be the way you say something can be versus how you say it it'll piss me off like mm. i believe in the fact that if i work hard enough that my hard work will pay off and sure. it, it has me too it has and but i think it's also at the same time people are trying to motivate me because they want to see in pro wrestling you have to have thick skin and if you oh, yeah. if you run yeah. after somebody just kind of belittles you a little bit it's, uh, not work. it's a test yeah I it's, took my shit on a silver platter and ate it. I might have been pissed off about it, but I ate it. It's like a, a roast. Exactly. Always. You're always being roasted, like a comedy roast. I wouldn't even say that. It's, um, because I mean, you get good in with certain people. They'll have you there. Like, for instance, you know, the person that I'm referring to here is, uh, he's a friend of mine. Me and him have gotten into it before, but after every time I might come to my senses and I'd be like, hey, you know, I might have been wrong about this because I'm hard headed, but I, sure. I appreciate you taking the time on it. What did I do? I did. I gotta find this now. That's what happens when I actually post a lot of crap on Facebook. I can't find anything anymore. Dude, yeah, I, I don't even. I just like, oh, I forgot. It doesn't matter. Right, pretty much. Uh, yeah, I know it doesn't matter. But pretty much the same guy that always kind of got under my skin a little bit. I made a post talking about how I'm gonna be, you know, I'm moving to Dallas. And I'm looking for bookings. And he shares the post and says, gets on my last nerves, making a joke, but it's a good hand to have on your team and will do anything and everything you ask of him to keep the show going. Book him. Like, all right, that's cool. That's dope. Like, I mean, this is the guy that put a main event heavyweight championship match in my hands. So go do it. Like, so for all the BS that I've had to deal with, is very much worth it. Like wrestling, people will say is a lot of bullshit. It's not a lot of bullshit. Wrestling is fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah. I love wrestling. Yeah. I wouldn't be doing this if I didn't. Egos get in the way Always. of what you want to that's do. And, and that's anything. Yeah. That's everything. So that's fucking literally everything minus I gotta go take a piss. You yep. Know. You ain't gonna stop me from taking a piss or right. shit if I actually have to. <laughs> So explain something to me. So you're talking, you keep saying heel, and I know there's an opposed side to that. So what's like the thing with that? Babyface. So baby, baby face baby face and heel. Babyface is your, I mean, it's exactly how it sounds. A babyface. Somebody that, boy. exactly. Somebody that can get the crowd going. Fucking that, Todd. Fucking Todd. <laughs> fucking Todd. <laughs> Fuck you, Todd Weber. <laughs> For all of your devilishly pretty face. stupid looks idiot front man bullshit <laughs> but anyway fucker so, that, so you love have your like, ass to death though so what so you have heel and baby face exactly do you necessarily get to choose or is this something that you're just like i'd actually rather do this well when i first started to break in and i was trying to get myself booked people asked me what i can do and i was like well i prefer doing heel i like being a dickhead okay but when you get into it, you start to realize that it ain't about what you want. It's about what the booker sees. And if the booker thinks that he can make money off you being a babyface, you're going to go out there and be a babyface. So you can be a hybrid wrestler. So do you have to kind of, if that happens... No, I don't have to change anything. You, you, oh, okay, cool. I've changed nothing. It's just how they promote you. Well, it's how I do it. So, for instance, they say, hey, we're going to have you as a babyface. Okay. So I won't go piss the crowd off. I'll okay. go talk to some fans. Sure. I'll enough. get them riled up during my, I mean, my role switches. 
So, I mean, what I do in a match is different. Instead of actually taking a comeback, I'll give the comeback. In the five steps of a wrestling match, you have the establishment, shine, cut off, go, or uh, come back and go home. Establishment is baby face and heel. I'll establish that by doing a little clap segment, get them going, maybe do the We Will Rock You stomps because sure. people can get with that. It's sure. real easy to get with that. Oh, yeah. Um, we'll start off, maybe lock up a little bit. I'll go into my shine. I'll I'll shine him up real good, make him make myself he'll make me look good for a second, right. and then he'll cut me down. He'll take most of the match. He'll cut me down, try to beat me and all that jazz. And then he'll when all hope is lost. Exactly. He'll go right. up top when all when everything everywhere else all else fails, people think that I'm about to be done. He'll go up top, maybe do something and miss it completely. Uh, I'll move out of the way. Here we go. Fans are getting behind right. me. We're doing the we're doing the thing where come we're on. come on, get it yeah. without really having to say the words come on. I was about to tell you to come on, you're not into this. So get them into a boom, boom, here we go. Come back, couple of clotheslines, back elbow, throw a line at me, duck it, take a boot or something. Boom. We're down. Here we go. Boom, 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 boom. I'll go for the finisher. If I want to draw the match out a little bit longer, if I have a little more time, I'll have the person, maybe I'll set up for a spear or for a death valley driver. I'll call for a spear. I'll tell the ref, hey, get by me real quick. I need to tell you something. So I'll be over here in the corner while he's over here. I'm over here. Hey, tell him to move. So I'll be like, why? Because I want to draw this match out a little bit longer. Fuck, why not? He doesn't have to do anything other than move by the fucking way. I'm going to take the buckle. So I'll run for the spear, and I'll literally throw my head into the middle turnbuckle. And and sell out. I mean, of course, protect it. But I'll sell out to where he can hit something on me and try to get the upper hand. Okay. That gives me 30 seconds to a minute longer to really get him going. The crowd's like, oh, shit. He fucked it all up. No, man. He, <laughs> the heel was just too smart. Yeah. Why'd you move? So we wait for that moment. Okay. And it could be so small. Like, And then so maybe the heel go hit his finish on me. He'll hit the finish. Boom. One, two. Uh-uh. Nope. Kick out. The crowd pops. What the fuck? Heels get mad. He's over here throwing a bit and everything. Sure, sure. I'll feed up into a corner, like come at me, take a back elbow, uh, and bump. Maybe he'll come at me. I'll move out of the way. Come at me for a big splash. Boom. Nope. I'll move out of the way. As soon as he moves out of the way, I'll yell. Or as soon as he gets there, go home. I'm hitting the ropes for a spear. Hit the ropes. Boom. One, two, three. We're done. Nice. So it's waiting for that moment. It's knowing nice. when to when for it to strike. It's just like an RKO out of nowhere. Never know when it's gonna happen, but when it does, you're excited for it. So no. when you so when you did your uh, raw debut, you were a heel, I guess. No, I got my ass kicked. What happened? Yeah. What happened was, it was myself and Action Jackson. Yep. Oh, they're on Raw. We were known as Cole Carter, myself and Johnny James, who were two local competitors, going up against a. Dominant tag team known as the Viking Raiders. They're also known as War Raiders in NXT and War Machine on the indie scene. Really good workers. They're really good wrestlers. And so our job was to go in and make them look strong. We had zero offense. We took everything that they wanted to do. It looks brutal. I've watched it a few times. It does, but it was awesome. I bet, dude. I bet. And was that ESPN? What was that? That was. USA Network. USA, okay. If it was on SmackDown, it'd be on Fox, but man. Still, though, man. So sick. Yeah, and that was following instructions. Biggest payday I've had in wrestling. So you think I'm going to go piss Vince McMahon off by trying to get a punch in? No. 
No. Right. Not gonna piss Vince off. I'm not gonna piss Paul. Exactly. You go to a job interview. You show up and you do what they ask you to do. You're a carpenter. I didn't ask you to tile the fucking floor. Exactly. Carpentry shit. Yeah. Screw wood into things. Make it stand up. There you go. Didn't ask you to do anything else. Thank you. Yes. Got it. Good sir. Yes. Yep. Yep. Don't ask for a good job. They'll tell you if you did a good job. If you did, what guy told you did a good job? That's all I needed to know. Yeah, you, didn't Vince McMahon tell you that? Yes, he did. Dude, that's sick as fuck. Say, tell that story. So you were walking out, correct? So we were walking back from the match. After the match. After yeah. the match, we're walking on the side, shook hands with the guys that we wrestled, of course. And this kill, and this breaks the business a little bit, but I really don't care. I do, but I don't at the same time. You want to hear a story, so I'm going to tell a story. So they were telling us we did good and everything was great. They were asking us if we were okay. I'm fine. Me, naturally, I'm still selling, and I'm like, oh, forget where I'm at. Okay. So we go back to get our shirts, which were left in gorilla position. Gorilla position is this little small area that most people will see on WWE Network when the guys are walking through to go outside or coming back through. Mm-hmm. Where Vince sits, where Paul Heyman sits, okay. it's where Triple H will sit, watching the show, sure. directing traffic. And so we go get our shirts, and we hear in the back, hey, good job, guys. <laughs> and I'm like, I know that laugh. I turn <laughs> around. It's Vince. Cool. Walk away. Natalia, who is Bret Hart's niece, mm-hmm. shakes my hand and says, you did, your bumps were really good on She's the outside. She's a showrunner, right? Is that what you were telling me? Uh, Natalia is the... She's a performer. Oh, she's she's a Bret performer. Hart's niece. Okay. So she, you know, comes... like Her whole gimmick is like she's a branch of the Bret Hart thing. Like okay. She does the pink okay. and black. Okay. Like it's all... I got you. It, it makes her relevant. Right. And, and I'm not saying that she couldn't do something on her own, but it's like, no, you're it's a, a heart. A so like, yeah, you're, you're a heart. heart. Like, course. we're going to put you in pink and black. You're going to come out to the screech. Even I understand that. Yeah, exactly. You're playing the name. You're going to sure. come out to the screech of the track whenever Bret Hart's entrance coming. We're going to change your music a little bit, but you're going to be your own person. You're yep. going to be a female. You're going to be a female heart. She shook my hand and was talking about how, you know, I took my bumps really well on the outside. I did really good. And I'm on my way, kid. And I was like, okay, coming from a heart, that means a lot to me. No shit. So I did that. I got to the back and everything. I started to eat. Overall fun experience. Like, I have nothing to complain about. Oh, man. It, there's nothing better than catering, dude. Remember those shows at the village <sighs> when, like, the Blake would spend, like, hundreds of dollars on catering. On the best and fucking the band, food. And the band would eat none of it. So we would eat all of it. Oh, dude! I remember one day they Payday. did Mo's. I remember one day they did Mo's, you know, yeah. burritos or whatever, and the band ate basically nothing. And we were just back there. I think it was. I think you were there, and Big Justin. Yeah, J Bass. And uh, uh, I want to say um, was Seth, Seth there? I think it was Seth. Seth was there, and we were back there just cramming burritos into our faces. Probably like it was. Like they were never going to end. God, what show was this, dude? I want to say it was Chiodos, uh, but I can't. I can't remember. That show was crazy. That show was amazing. I can't remember. It's like almost ten years ago now. Yeah. Was, uh, yeah. Well, I, I can't remember. I can't either. But man, all I know is there was a lot of food. It was so much food. Sometimes there would be more left than some, and you only wished when you were working at the village. The one thing you wished for. Do I get paid tonight? And if I don't, am I getting a good meal out of this? Or am I going to get drunk enough to forget I didn't get paid? Exactly. And when you're under the age of 21 and they somehow serve you liquor and you just don't care, you're just like, turn the other cheek and take that shit because ain't nobody got time for that. Well, the doors were closed. Who gives a shit? And you're in good company, so it doesn't We're in University Avenue. Ain't nobody coming to fuck with us. No, I saw multiple shootouts there. It was great. Oh, yeah. Love it. Love it. 
I don't know if we're cracking a beer and watching them. Get the hell away from my brew, you Yeah, sorry about that. That motherfucker's been flying around this whole time. So, yeah. Hey, beer has got hops in it, which means it kills germs, so. That's true. Just drink the fly. But, uh. Fuck you, fly. It's my fly. But, uh. Yeah. (coughs) I've already started, but cheers. Yeah, cheers again. Yeah. So. This is beer number three, and I'm actually doing a lot better. I guess we're, I guess we're rounding out here, but, uh, I really want to. I think it's exciting, man. I think I really champion my friends when they go for it, and you are truly going for it. I appreciate it, man. Thank you. You've done a lot. You've taken a lot, and you've made the right steps. You've, you've, I mean, you've already had your television debut on one of the biggest televised. The biggest. The biggest. Okay, sorry. The biggest wrestling company in the world. The biggest wrestling thing. Yeah. You're already doing it. You're in the middle right now, I feel like. And now you're on your way to fucking Texas. You're about to really dive in. You're about to just, you know, the training, the just all of it, the weights, everything. And you're going to get in there. And I assume you're just going to keep doing what you're doing, making strategic efforts. Uh, but what what do you think, as, as we're rounding out here, like what do you think is like, what's – not necessarily the next step because I know that's kind of hard to say, but what are you looking to do as far as being in Texas and getting in with those guys? Like, what's the what's the actual like thing? Then? The plan? Oh, yeah. it's really easy to answer that. Take over, take over Texas as a whole. Okay. Everybody wants to be the top guy. Not everybody can be the top guy. It may not be me, but I'm going to work as hard as I can at it to do so. So my goal here within the next year, I will be Lions Pride Sports three three sixty champion. I will be main event pro wrestling cruiserweight champion. I'm not quite above 205, so I'm not contender for heavyweight. Had a heavyweight title match. May not have went over on Action Jackson, but... And you work out hard enough. You might crust that 205 oh. thing. Muscle weighs a lot more than fat. Oh, very much so. We'll get to, we'll get to that in a year, but with this, with this time right now, I'm just going to take over. I'm going to do what I can just to... get down there and just fucking boss the wall. To make the people that put their faith and their time into me to make sure they don't regret it. Right. And uh, that they do what we can to. Well, shoot. What can we do, all of us individually, to make the business better? Yes. To make money and to grow our brands individually. I'm the American attraction. You're the owner of Lions Pride Sports. How can we do business together? Let's make each other bigger. Let's make each other better. How can I do business for you Mm -hmm. to benefit me? Right. Main event pro wrestling already up there. They're doing what they need to do. Some things in the in the works right now. I'm on the main event roster. Eventually, they're gonna something's gonna happen. Whether it be a light bulb clicks in my head and I'm just sick of having singles matches and they get thrown me in a tag team, so I have a tag team championship around my waist. Right. Or my vision. We have a championship called the Main Event Pro Wrestling Cruiserweight Championship. I guarantee everybody right now who's listening to this, <laughs> I'm not even kidding. I will be the next Main Event Pro Wrestling Cruiserweight Champion. And if you don't believe me, wait for the next event. Follow Main Event Pro Wrestling on Facebook and watch them upload a video within the next 10 months of me holding that title above my head. I love that, man. I love your determination, too. I like it. I like all those things. And if you had to, well, we'll kind of end on this, but uh, 
if you had to give advice to somebody trying to get in who's younger, who's seen, like, same thing, inspired four-year-old, inspired 20-year-old. Exactly. Going for it, 26-year-old. Like, what's what's the advice you would give mostly that, that could further someone? Like, what are some of the steps you've taken, the advice you'd give it on what you've done to somebody? Close your mouth and listen. Hmm. Open ears, closed mouth. A mouth that's open doesn't get fed. Right. A mouth that talks back gets smacked in the face. Yeah. If you're young and in this business, understand that you're not going to get to do everything you want. You have to listen to people. It's a business. It's not a, I want to do this and I want to do that. You got to learn that real fast. Yeah. People are going to, people are going to make you feel like you don't want to be here anymore. Stick it out. It's worth it. If you've got passion, don't give up on passion. Mm. Passion is going to take you a lot farther than somebody that just wants to crap on you because they're afraid of what you may be able to do better than them. Most of the time, if you're doing something right, somebody takes notice and will try to stop it. Don't let that happen. Stick to your guns, be an individual, and go far. Never be afraid to make sacrifices. Take the risks that it needs to take. Professional wrestling is a business that not everybody gets to make it. Not everybody gets to have a WWE championship. You don't get to be the top guy. But if you love this enough and you want to make it your living, you'll do what you're asked to do, and you'll know the right people. Network, network, network. doesn't matter if you're on a show. If you're training under somebody and you show up to a show, put your hands to use. Go lift some heavy shit and put a ring together. Go put some lights together. Ask what you can be of assistance in. Do you need ring crew? Do you need a referee? Do you need somebody? Cards always subject to change. For instance, last Sunday, or Saturday, I'm sorry. Last Saturday, my bad. I forget we do this on Saturdays and Sundays. Last Saturday, Bikers, Blues, and Barbecues Festival. Fayetteville, one of the biggest festivals in Arkansas. WCWA Wrestling is there. Two guys don't show up on time. I'm there. I have all my gear. I'm ready to go. I'm sitting in the crowd getting ready to watch the show. The promoter comes up to me and says, hey, I need to talk to you in the back. I already know what this means. Yeah. We have to have a contingency plan. Yeah. Contingency plan went in effect. Nice. Because it wasn't the fact that, oh, this could happen. No, this is going to happen because the yeah. guys that were working this segment said, he's here and he's here. We're going to work with these two. Right. If the other two show up, we've got something for them, but it's not going to be an in-ring competition. So I went out there in the semi-main, and got got my ass kicked. But still, I had an impression to show mm-hmm. on WCWA, which is a newer promotion in Arkansas, but they're booking the right people. Also, wins and losses do not matter. They really don't matter. If That's you're trying good, yeah. to get wrestling bookings, and you go out there, and you know you're going to lose, and it's on your face that you're going to lose and you don't do the person winning the job right, don't expect it. People will look at you based off of how you go under. If you went under, did you do everything right? Right. Did you make the person that went over look good? Nobody cares about wins and losses. How can you work? There you go. So for anybody looking to get into this, if you love it, get into it. But if you don't, and you just think you want to be a wrestler because it's a challenge... I say this, and I speak for a lot of people. Don't waste my fucking time. <clears throat> yeah, fair enough, man. That was well put. 
All right. Also, for those that are, there you go. Also, for those that are listening, oh, this is about to be for y'all. This ain't for me. Check out the Crash Cast. Oh, okay. We could be on podcast one. We could be on iHeartRadio. We could be on a lot of places. Yeah, we're trying. We're We're trying. trying It's going to be trying. Check out the Crash Cast. You hear this from the American Attraction, Carter Matthews. I don't know much, but I know this guy here, Corey Fisher, does a lot of good things for the Arkansas community, puts a lot of people on the map, and does a lot of things for what he can do. So if you know him, use his platform to make yourself noticeable. If you don't, go to a Lame Johnny show. Go to a Every Time I Die. I'm sorry, not Every Time I Die. Yeah, that's who we're covering. That's who they cover. War, my yeah. bad. My Hands <laughs> to War show. Yeah. So I've had a little bit of beer. It's November 2nd. <laughs> no, November 2nd. Yeah. November we're 2nd. doing the Every Time I Die cover show. Is that, that's when the show is? Yeah. November 2nd. That's going to be at... Vino's. Vino's. Vino's, November 2nd. There's going to be a lot of bands playing. It's actually a whole cover show. Some are doing My Chemical Romance, Fall Out Boy, oh, but I know these Bang. guys, My Hands are my hands to War, inspired by Every Time I Die, are going to put out one hell of a performance for <laughs> And they're going to see it. Yeah. The irony of that is their guitar player, Andy, is a pro wrestler as well. So I thought yes, that was kind of, that was kind of right. cool. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's pretty so badass, actually. I would love to meet him wrestle him just because I'd be like, in a lockup. I'm like, sure you will, actually. It would be kind of cool. Yeah. Lock up with him. Like, boom. Hey, man, some of your music's fucking awesome. Take this headlock. Yo, Ebola Ram was the shit. <laughs> fucking. Yeah. New joke aesthetic. All right. Let's go. Fire. <laughs> <laughs> but that's bad, for real, that's though, dude. check out the Crash Cast. If you're not on that's it, you need to man. get on it. Well, so you can ele- so hopefully, but tell your friends, all of your friends. Yeah, and if yeah, you yeah. don't have friends, go tell people, go to downtown right. Little Rock, tell people, let them know the crash cast is where it's at. We're trying, man. And I appreciate it, man. And thank you for coming. And Absolutely, I, man. And thank I you for having me. This too. I'm proud of you, man. When I met you, you thank were you. a kid. You were just some kid who was hanging out at a concert venue. And we've been buddies for fucking a decade and it's cool, man. I'm, I, I really am seriously proud thank of you. you. I appreciate it's that cool a lot. to see what you're doing. I love and it. it's awesome. I think it's fucking awesome. And I'm going to fucking keep watching you. I'm going to watch you grow. We're Facebook buddies. We're oh, friends yeah. in real life. We have each other's phone number. I can't wait to see the next evolution. And I hope with the, well, that your dreams come true, man. Absolutely. Really I'm trying. Do. I'll be back in Arkansas soon, though. Be back in Arkansas, maybe add about 50 pounds to my body looking a little bit different. Hopefully full beard for those that can't see me right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully something like yeah. that. But You have to do some uh, treatments. Hey, Mine grows in like shit too. Hey man, fine. I'm just like, <coughs> I really don't give a damn. Like yeah. I just want to put it on and be like, see if it works. And right. Some ladies dig it, some don't. And I'm just like, hey, fuck you, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, dude, thanks for coming. Absolutely, man. Thanks uh, for having me on. I'll put this out there if you need help packing, holler at me. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Go ahead and tell people where to find you on the internet. Absolutely. So where you can find me on the internet, I usually use my Instagram, my Facebook. Um, my Instagram is at the underscore American Attraction, the American Attraction. I'm sorry, I'm going to rephrase that. The American Attraction, underscore, the American Attraction, underscore. You can also find me on Facebook. My fan page is Carter Matthews. Um, shoot, I really don't care. My shoot name is Nick Scott. If you want to add me on Facebook, it's where you're going to see most of my stuff anyways. I share nothing but memes and wrestling crap. So if you want to have a good laugh half of your day, cool. If you want to watch somebody get their ass kicked, cool. If you want to watch somebody talk a lot of shit, cool. It's probably going to be on yeah, my the Facebook. for sure. <laughs> Maybe not me, but it's going to be some people. So right. <laughs> if you're into wrestling, check me out. Uh, you can catch me next Friday at SECW in Hoxie, Arkansas. I'm going to kick the crap out of Action Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> Once uh, again, for the last time. Let, let me. Uh, uh, are your DMs open for questions? If people <sighs> hear this and want advice, is that cool? If you direct message me as a fan, no, no. 
if you were if you were serious inquiries, yeah. if you really want to get into this and you tell me where your location is. I just activated Siri. That's Siri, that's really rude. <laughs> You're a rude bitch. No, she's not. Hold on. I don't know how to respond to that. You should know how to Fuck respond you. to that. <laughs> Go again. <laughs> if you really want advice on how to get into this business, I have no issues telling you how to do it. Cool. But don't waste my time. Sure. That's where it all comes down to. Yeah. If you're just going to ask me a bunch of questions about what I do, what I do, I don't have time for you. Well, it's you're not about that, to be a busy man. You don't have time for... I don't respond to half my Facebook messages anyway, so it's not like I don't want to talk to you. It's just I've got stuff to do. Sure, sure, And sure. so if you want to talk to me, come find me at a show, come buy some of my merchandise, and you can have a conversation with me then. There you go. That's fine. But... Exactly. Yeah. If you want to be in this business, just as it was afforded for me, I will tell you exactly where to go. There you go. You just tell me exactly where your area is. If you're in the Northeast, I know a few people, maybe not know them personally, but I know of some trainees up there. If you're in the West Coast, it should be all around you. If you're in the Southern Central Region, I know five to six people that will take you in the right step. I stress this enough. Just don't waste mine or any other professional wrestler's time that truly treats this business with respect. Sure. We don't have time for it. Yeah, that's every. That's everything. And uh, again, thank you, man. Uh, we crushed thank down you. these three lost 40s. I'm oh, I'm not good. quite done just yet. I got a, well, mine's like almost there. I'm about but, to be. Uh, everybody, you can find me at CrashCastPod and on Twitter it's CrashCastPod1. That's the number, not the letters. Don't spell it out. And uh, man, if that's it. That's it. That's it. Also, one more thing before okay. there's also, you know, before we're going to end this thing, there's, uh, there's no escaping. The American Attraction. Yeah. And everyone, thank you. Thank you for listening.